Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 318. It doesn't matter how successful or driven or hungry you are to reach that next level. We all hit lulls in our businesses at some point or another. Oftentimes, it's not even because of our actual business. Maybe our business is seasonal, or maybe we've been coasting or traveling the world, or maybe we're facing heartache in our personal lives or financial troubles with our spouse, or we've welcomed a new member to our family. There are so many scenarios that can make your business go stale without you even realizing it. Whether you thought what worked in the past would always work or that life got in the way, let's talk about five ways to refresh a stale business. Here we go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Gold Digger. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with the people who fit your role the best. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash gold digger and get $50 off your first job post. This episode of Gold Digger is brought to you by Lightbox Jewelry, a new company that specializes in laboratory-grown diamonds. They're chemically identical to natural ones, although with Lightbox, you get gorgeous stones every time. To get $25 off your first order, go to lightboxjewelry.com slash golddigger and use the code golddigger at checkout. A lot of the time, I see business owners who are 5, 10, or 15 years into entrepreneurship, and they have this tightly honed system in place to keep things running smoothly. They're not in those early hustle and bustle growth days of launching a business and feeding off of the energy and the adrenaline and momentum of getting started. They don't have any of those young business fires to put out anymore because they've taken a ride on the trial and error train, and they finally come out on the other side to a well-running business. And they aren't really going out of their way to dream up any new and ambitious goals for their business because, well, why mess with something that's already doing pretty all right, right? 
So they chug along, not really doing much to keep up with competition who are still pivoting and reaching and hungry for the next big thing because they yearn for more. They see no need to make a change because they don't realize they're even falling behind the crowd, slowly trickling to the back of the race where the walkers are. And no shade to walkers, but in this case, it's not good. Now, this this is almost a more dangerous position than realizing you're distracted by life's difficulties because it means you've reached a stance of settling. And hey, I think we all hit that at some point. It feels good to have knocked out a bunch of goals and finally made it to a place of confidence and calming your business, finally knowing that it will continue at the same pace without much strain or effort on your part because you've already put in all the strain and effort to get there. But I also see an eventual shift here. Entrepreneurs are sort of built to want to keep excelling and developing into the best version of ourselves. We weren't designed to settle for stagnancy. And while rest is a good thing and a necessary thing, there comes a time in every entrepreneur's journey where they feel ready to dig back in, to get back to putting in the work and the creativity and the determination to climb to the next level. So whether you're coming out of a season of rest and feel rejuvenated to refresh and amp up your business, or you're finding your wings again after a personal battle that's had a hold on your attention for the last little while, I hope today's episode gives you ideas and encouragement for diving back into business with enthusiasm and excitement. If you're ready to do the work, I hope you feel a few soft tugs to jump back in feet first to making your business revitalized and renewed. Whether you give your marketing efforts a facelift, revamp your portfolio, or update your images, there are so many ways, big and small, to breathe life back into your business, and you'll likely know exactly where to start after you hear the ideas I'm serving up today, because odds are, it's probably the thing you've been putting off doing or totally forgot to do in the first place. I can tell you that as we wrote this episode, I felt this because after a year of kind of blacking out my calendar and navigating motherhood and and letting my business take the backseat, I am ready to dive back in. So this is as much for me as it is for you. Are you ready to get my fresh ideas for invigorating your business? Let's do this. Number one amp up your marketing strategy. When a business gets stale, one of the first things you should look at are your marketing efforts. How are you showing up with your audience and serving them? Have you even been showing up? Like, think about it. When was the last time you posted in your Facebook group or on Instagram or uploaded fresh pins to Pinterest? When's the last time you emailed and not just to sell something, but to educate, serve, or entertain? What is your current strategy and where are their holes? Where could you be adjusting and better showing up? It is so different for every single business and industry. Where is your audience hanging out that will give you the biggest results with the least amount of effort? You want to meet your people where they are. So if they show up most prominently in your email list, focus on showing up there and building your email list to attract even more like-minded folks. If they're hanging out on a specific social media platform, create a strategy that allows you to invest time into speaking to them in that spot. Repurpose past content that has resonated with your people and create with thoughtfulness. And when you have a hang on one medium, start creating your strategy for the next and the next and the next. One of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs make is that they're half in on all the platforms, just posting cyclically and out of obligation and never actually looking at their results, their reach or their engagement. 
It isn't about being everywhere and being half in, but if you are, in fact, a seasoned entrepreneur with systems, then ideally you're showing up everywhere with consistent messaging and content for your audience to rely on and connect with. Now, if you need a little revamping in this area or wouldn't feel confident going on Shark Tank where they might ask you how your marketing is going and how it's converting, then it might be time to do an audit. Like what's working for you? What's actually moving the needle? What is it costing you time and money? I want you to truly assess your results. Next, create an editorial calendar for yourself outlining what days of the week you're showing up and where. If you've been posting here and there without consistency, make note of when you have been posting and peek at the analytics. Use the information you do have to fill in the holes in your content calendar. If your post on Instagram last Tuesday afternoon saw a healthy amount of likes, make a note to post three afternoons a week. You could post on Instagram Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and on Facebook on Tuesday and Thursday. And maybe you shoot off an email every Wednesday morning to land in your audience's inbox right in the middle of the week. Craft a schedule that you can stick to and then focus on delivering value and tangible takeaways, not just showing up when you have something to sell. By showing up and serving up value, your audience will come to trust you and rely on you. They'll know exactly what to expect from you and they'll believe in the content you offer them because it's already delivered so much value. When you are ready to sell your next program or product or service, they'll be eager and primed to purchase because you're basically their online BFF. Consistency and free value always pays off in the long run. You'll notice much of the advice in this episode is centered around starting where you're at analyzing your results, reinvigorating without overwhelming yourself or your audience. This is not about reinventing your entire business in a weekend, not at all. Instead, give yourself stepping stones to hop along. You'll feel yourself picking up speed and gaining back that fire along the way. Number two, update your portfolio and website copy. With a marketing refresh to get new eyeballs on your business, the next place to devote your focus is on your portfolio and website. Let's start with my service-based business babes out there, my photographers, social media managers, writers, graphic designers, virtual assistants, and beyond. I see y'all in the Gold Digger Facebook group asking about ways to get in front of your ideal clients. And this tip might seem really simple, but take a deep look at your portfolio if you want to attract more dream clients. Now, I used to think a portfolio had to showcase every single event, wedding, and family photo that I took. Updating my portfolio felt overwhelmingly like an enormous task when I had this mindset because that's a lot of work and a lot of time spent uploading and organizing images and trying to choose from a pile of favorites. But then, as I dug more into my role models' websites and the work they showcased, I realized that a lot of the best photographers out there weren't showing every single piece of work in their portfolio. They only showed their very best work and the work they did for clients who they loved working with. Think of your portfolio as a curated look of your best work. If you want to focus on boho, outdoorsy elopements and wedding photography, then showcase your work that backs up that theme. You don't want to be publishing every senior portrait and bar mitzvah collection if you don't want to shoot those anymore. Only show the kind of work you want to attract. The same goes for every other type of service-based entrepreneur. Writers, show work only from your favorite clients, the ones who represent the dream clients you hope to attract in the future. 
artists, social media pros, and VAs, the same goes for you. I would rather see three examples from your dream top clients than 20 examples of mediocrity. When I redesigned my website a few years back and was still shooting weddings, I showcased three weddings and three couple sessions. Out of the hundreds I had shot, I chose three of each, and they were different vibes from a garden wedding to a city wedding, but all exemplary of the style I love and the work I do. I want to land on your site and know without a shadow of a doubt if I am for you and you are for me, so don't be afraid to get super specific here. And while you're at it, you'll want to perform an audit of your website and copy too. I'm roping all business owners into this part of my recommendation, not just service-centered businesses, because most everyone has a website, but I know not everyone's website is updated and relevant to their current business life and goals. If you'd be embarrassed if I asked you for your URL today, listen up. This is for you. This is your home on the World Wide Web. Is it abundantly clear who you serve? Is the information current and up to date? Is it easy for your ideal clients to find your rates and reach out to you? Does your website demonstrate your personality and your expertise? By the way, both are important in attracting your ideal clients. People want to get to know the human behind the brand. So while you don't have to give away every last detail about you, including your social security number, make sure to give them peeks into who you are as an individual and why you are best to serve them. A simple portfolio update or homepage refresh and an about me edit can go a long way. I'd bet if you sat down for just one day and went page by page, you could have a site you're proud of and ready to share with the world. So stop putting this off. Think about who it is you're trying to attract or who your all-time favorite client was and write to them. Make sure your copy and messaging is cohesive and is going to reach them clearly. Like try this, set a timer for 15 minutes, like an actual timer, put it on your alarm and open up a Word document. In that time, write a story about yourself, your brand and your business. Answer the questions about who you serve, your favorite projects, what you aim to give your clients when they finish working with you, like fill the page, paint a little business self-portrait with your words and step back. Now, you might not consider yourself the most creative copywriter out there, but by the end of this exercise, you'll have over 500 words describing your business that you can pull from as you're reworking your about me page, your Instagram bio, your Facebook description, and more. Don't rewrite the story for every platform. That would take forever. Needle down on that one page story of you and repurpose it across all areas of your online presence. Are you a jewelry person? My favorite jewelry is dainty and timeless and sparkly pieces that go with literally anything. I mean, there's something about a little sparkle that can turn any outfit into a true statement. And Lightbox Jewelry is all about making a statement with their gorgeous lab-grown diamonds. The Lightbox Jewelry stones are chemically the same as natural ones. They're sparkly and bright. They come in white or blue or pink. And the designs are on trend while still feeling like a new classic. Every single stone from Lightbox is the same high quality, so they're priced the same at a per carat. The science behind these diamonds is actually so cool. I watched a video on their website and it's taken nearly 30 years to perfect the science of growing a diamond that's almost exactly the same and even just as hard as a natural one. I'm totally impressed by how beautiful these pieces are and fascinated by the entire concept of growing a stone. These rings and earrings and necklaces would all make gorgeous gifts or why not treat yourself to a little sparkle? You deserve it. 
To get $25 off your first order, head to lightboxjewelry.com slash golddigger and use a promo code golddigger at checkout. That's $25 off your first order by going to lightboxjewelry.com slash golddigger, promo code golddigger. The thought of hiring someone to join my team used to bring up a ton of emotions. Will they handle my business and care for my students the same way I do? Will they really be the right fit? And do I even have time to sift through applications and resumes to find the perfect teammate? Now, when I think about hiring someone with LinkedIn Jobs, I get excited. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and connects you with candidates who match your business perfectly. That's how LinkedIn can make sure your job post gets in front of the right people, the people you want to hire. People with the skills and qualifications and other insights that help LinkedIn paint a better picture of potential candidates. I've had the best results hiring with LinkedIn from day one. I don't even mess around with other systems now. Just ask my team. My last three hires went from submitting their profile one day and a week later, they were on board on my business team. I got all of them together for a team retreat. And now more than ever, I know I've made the best hires and I wouldn't have found these people without LinkedIn jobs. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash gold digger. Again, that's linkedin.com slash gold digger to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Number three, freshen up your imagery with a photo shoot. As we're talking about your online presence, let's get into the visuals of your brand. Sometimes we hit a stale spot in business because things have just gone predictable and visually boring. Maybe you use the same kinds of images and captions on social media, or your website photos are five years old. Your product images might be ancient. It all just takes on a little bit of mundaneness. One of my favorite ways to liven things up and one of the most fun ways, if you ask me, is doing a photo shoot to get fresh images for your brand. I know, I know. If you're like me and a hefty amount of the population, you don't want to be in front of the camera, especially you photographers out there. I see you both excited about this tip and cringing at the same time because it applies to you. Hear me out because your audience wants to see you. They want to see the real you, the one who's at her desk with a messy top bun on her head and glasses sliding down her nose, the one who smiles with a full face when she reaches a crazy goal, the one who runs on pumpkin spice lattes through the fall and winter and iced coffees for the rest of the year. They want to get to know the person who is serving them so well. Remember, people expect your product and service, but what they don't expect is the experience that only you can give them. And the best way to communicate that is with fresh photos every now and then. Like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? So share your behind the scenes, your real life work life, your cozy spots where you like to hammer out your to-do list. Those kinds of real images will endear your people to you way more than a funny caption, a stock photo, or a perfectly worded email. Just like so many other tasks too, this is something that you can batch. Get in touch with a branding photographer in your area and book an hour or two of their time to get a whole slew of different photos. I'm talking different outfits, different scenes, different props. It doesn't have to be crazy fancy or complicated. In fact, it shouldn't be. It should be real scenes of you doing what you do best, whatever that might be. 
So don't overthink it or assume you need to buy eight new outfits or lose 10 pounds to be able to get the shot. Photos of you doing your thing like any other normal day is exactly the goal. Plus, you look good in those yoga pants, girl, so work it. The craziest thing that I ever experienced online was when I started posting more photos of myself on Instagram. I didn't really want to, probably for the same reasons you don't want to. Feel selfish, it feels awkward, it feels phony. However it felt, I pushed past it as an experiment and 32 out of 40 photos I posted in one month's time had me in them. So I was in like 80% of the content I uploaded to the gram, which was a far cry from the majority flat lays and non-me photos I shared the month before. And in that one month of sharing me more, my follower growth doubled and my engagement was exponentially higher than the previous month. So nuts, you guys, I couldn't believe it. But it showed that people connect with other people, with faces and stories and you showing up as you. Ever since that experiment, I'm in like 95% of my photos. The proof was in the pudding for me. For the full details on how I doubled my growth just by sharing more pictures of myself, scroll down in the podcast app, check out episode 155 of the Gold Digger podcast where I broke it all down. It's one of our best episodes ever. And for the product hawkers out there, when's the last time you got updated photos of the items you sell? Maybe it seems like a non-priority because the images you have are just fine, but it's always smart to get higher quality imagery and updated product photos and photos of people enjoying or using your products when possible. You want your products to look uniform and clean, but to also show their uniqueness in an interesting way. And it's so true that people want to buy pretty and attractive things. I am 100% more likely to buy a planner that's as adorable as it is functional. And I want to see a photo of it in a space that resonates with me. Chances are higher that I'll buy a planner photographed on a pretty desk next to a mug of coffee, a laptop, and a cute little succulent than that same planner set against a plain, boring white backdrop. Buyers like being sold a story, an experience that they can picture themselves in. So evaluate your photos and make sure that they are consistent and creative and share a piece of aspirational story for your customers to connect with. Number four, get new testimonials or share client stories in a fresh way. Speaking of customers, one of the best ways to market yourself in a refreshing way is to let others do the marketing for you. Seriously, I love to read testimonials of brands I'm thinking about working with. Like reviews suck me in whether I'm buying a new pair of jeans or looking for an online course. Testimonials are huge for your business. They show the real results and real humans that you've helped before so that potential clients can picture themselves becoming your client, living in that success story. And using their words kind of takes some of the pressure off of you because you're letting your clients and customers do the talking for you. If it isn't a part of your process already, make sure you're asking for testimonials as part of your workflow. You don't want to wait until you're updating your sales pages or website in a year to reach out, especially if you need to reach out to a client you served months and years ago. They probably won't remember in enough detail how you served them so well, and it'll come out as a generic blase testimonial that ain't tugging at anyone's heartstrings. So think through your sales process and client experience and identify a good time to reach out. For my wedding clients, I'd always wait until they were back from their honeymoon, life had settled down just a bit, and they had been able to look through their photos. I wanted those feelings to be exciting and still raw. 
You can also automate this part of the process to save time and to keep testimonials fresh and consistent with every different client. Add a step into your client management system so that it's set up and after a certain amount of days, an email automatically goes out requesting a testimonial or feedback. Or maybe once your product is delivered, an email goes out. I just love the concept of setting it up once and allowing it to run its course seamlessly as an automation. Less work for you, but greater impact for future clients and customers. It's a win-win. We actually had this set up in our workflow inside of HoneyBook. So it was just part of our pipeline. And as our clients went through the process, this was a step in that. If you don't have a CRM or a client management system, hop to jennacutcher.com slash HoneyBook. You can save 50% off of the one that I use and love. And I also walk you through and show you exactly how I did this. Now, you can also guide your clients through the testimonial process to get higher quality feedback. Now, most people are not natural writers or cheerleaders, and it's easy to face writer's block even with something as basic as a testimonial. So set them up for success by asking for exactly what details you want them to expand on. It might be explaining the problem or fear they faced and how your products change their situation by increasing gains or confidence or income or outcome. If you have helped them get tangible results, especially in numbers, this is extremely powerful information you want to encourage them to share. Like saying we generated 10x more income with this service is so much more impactful than just saying we saw an improvement. You can even directly prompt them with questions that you can then weave together into a testimonial. For example, you could ask them to provide answers to some variation of the following questions. What was your biggest pain point before working together? How did my product services address and help alleviate that issue? What results did you experience from using my product or service? It can be so much easier to write answers to detailed prompts rather than trying to come up with an entire testimonial on your own. So this is a great way to ask for them. Once they submit their answers to the questions, you consolidate them into a testimonial format of a few sentences or a short paragraph, and be sure you run the final version by them before hitting publish if you had to cut or move anything around. That way they can approve the testimonial before it reaches the public. Like, you don't want to publish anything that's totally different than what they sent you. Lastly, share their feedback in big ways. Of course, you want to publish the best of the best prominently on your website, but get creative about sharing testimonials everywhere. You could do a roundup blog post about five clients you impacted the greatest or share their stories in a post on social media. When you think of this as a way to serve more people, it will feel more natural to share their positive feedback and testimonials with your audience. Now, lastly, Number five, create email templates for your biggest pain points. If you constantly get asked the same three to five questions or always have people asking to pick your brain, hi, welcome to running a successful business. I look at questions and inquiries and even common concerns as a good thing because it means people are paying attention and wanting to know more or to find a solution to something. But if you're working on refreshing your business and ramping it up for growth and more traffic, you cannot be spending your time in the weeds answering the same question over and over again for hours every week. This is where email templates can come in and be tremendously useful. Create a general but branded response that you can paste into an email and maybe do some minor tweaking to personalize it before sending it off to a recipient. For those questions you hear over and over again, this is especially important. It can take 10 to 20, sometimes even 30 minutes to draft a thoughtful response. And it's why so many of us are drowning in our inboxes, right? Like it's tough to keep up. 
But if you have prepared templates for how to respond to certain frequent questions and inquiries all ready to go, it can majorly cut down on your email time and allow you to get back to business. Plus, it creates a better experience for the audience because they get answers faster. Also, pro tip here, delete the email app from your phone. Like when you go into your inbox, be focused and on a mission. Typing at a keyboard is way more efficient than on a phone screen. And if you have the habit of reading and then marking unread and getting back to it later, you're just creating more work and stress for your life. Like delete it. Get rid of email on your phone. You have my permission and you're welcome. Templates can be your friend. They aren't impersonal. Like think about it. If you sat down and wrote an intentional heartfelt template versus trying to write custom responses on the fly, which one would be more exemplary of the experience you want to offer? Templates aren't just for emails either. The same goes for a pricing guide, like create a pretty branded PDF with a breakdown of what you offer and how much and what your experience is. And don't just slap dollar amounts next to a number either. This is a way to communicate the full promise of what your services can provide the customer. Paint the picture of the end result for each offering and make sure it aligns with the rest of your business branding. This kind of template creation clearly communicates your brand and will majorly help you out when things speed up and get busy again. And hey, if you're hearing the same questions over and over and over again, maybe there's an opportunity to create that copy and put it on your website. Anticipate people's questions and answer them before they even have a chance to ask them. That's true service and will save you tons of time down the road. Okay, friends, there you have it. I hope that these tips for refreshing a stale business will help you get unstuck and get back to refining, growing, building, pivoting, and enjoying your business again. I know it can feel overwhelming to tackle all the things, so just start with one. Pick the one thing from this list that you can commit 30 minutes a day to revamping and priming for even more momentum and up-leveling. Because change... We know this, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not this massive sudden shift. It's leaning into small steps, taking little bits of action until over time you realize, hey, things are starting to look and feel a little different around here, a little bit better. That's my ultimate hope for you, that you can just feel a little better, a little more energized and filled up by your business because you deserve to be obsessed with the work you do again and to feel good doing it. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And hey, I want to know which tip you're going to implement first. Hop onto our Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast and let us know. And we'll use that as accountability to make sure you follow through on your dreams. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.